Hey friends, it's me, Katie Ann, and your host of the Full Confidence Ahead podcast, where we go on a journey together, tackling the fears of life from family relationships to finance, from careers to community. Today, we have one of my community heroes, Heather Van Borum, with us. Many of you might have seen her on the news without knowing that it was her and her incredible story of facing challenges and overcoming them with grace. You were in for a treat that she is here with us today. So we are so excited. Stick with us. We're going to have a moment for our sponsors. We're so grateful for our sponsors. They make it possible. So you can listen to this podcast for free every single week. So make sure to listen to our sponsors and then hang in with us. We're going to have Heather with us in just a second. Have you ever felt scared swiping your card at a cash register, not knowing if it would be declined or maxed out on your credit limit? Believe me, I've been there holding my breath, waiting to check out. Thankfully, all of that fear melted away and turned into confidence when I took a financial literacy course. The PowerPay Money Master course has changed my experience at the cash register from fearful to fearless. The online course is video-based and gives you real-life money smarts. USU Extension is offering a free Money Master course to all Full Confidence Ahead listeners. Go to extensioncourses.usu edu slash Powell and add the Money Master course to your cart. The link will give you the $40 course for free. You can also get the course discount by going to extensioncourses.usu.edu and finding the Money Master course under the finance category. Use the code KDN, K-A-T-I-E-A-N-N with no spaces at checkout to claim your $40 discount and free course. As a podcaster and a one-woman show, it takes a lot of time to record, edit, and produce my episode. There is no way I could run my podcast on my own if I didn't have Podflow. Podflow is an AI-based podcasting tool that enhances audio recordings, writes show notes, and makes audio timestamps all within literally minutes. It's given me the power to be a one-woman show by giving me back my time. If you have your own podcast or are considering making your own, head over to podflow.ai to create your account. Podflow will give you a free trial to get just a taste of their product. And when you're ready to purchase their product, it's affordable and purchased by the month. So you can go month by month with your podcasting process. Get ready to podcast like me and get your Podflow account at podflow.ai. Okay, my friend Heather. Oh my goodness. I'm so thrilled for you to be with us today. Thank you. Just first off, just thank you for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. This is such a thrill for me. We are just amazed. So let's kind of just start with your story. So a couple years ago, you were unexpectedly on the news. So can you just kind of share the events that happened up until that point to be like, oh, wow, my life just took a total 180. Yes, yes. So it was five days before Christmas, December 20th. 2020 and uh, 2021, sorry. And I was heading to Costco to just kind of finish up some grocery shopping for Christmas. I I was all ready for Christmas and I had headed down to Costco early in the day and had a full cart and my card didn't work. So I went back home and my husband was going to pick up the, the stuff from Costco because he works right across from the Costco at the IMC. And 
Oh gosh, I just decided I was going to go back and grab it because he seemed really busy. And so later in the afternoon, almost five o'clock, I started walking into the Costco and I was on the phone actually with my husband because he had called to see where I was. And I was walking in with quite a, a group, big group of people because it was Christmas, very busy. And we heard kind of a commotion and I looked behind me and I saw a car coming at me very fast. It was backing up from quite a ways away, but going very fast, about 30 miles an hour. And he ended up hitting me into another car and I found myself on the ground in the Costco parking lot and and just seeing the blood and the, the feeling, the pain. I knew, you know, this was this was very serious. And, you know, it's just something that you don't prepare for yet you do in a way you kind of know something's coming in life. And it hit me that day. It's just amazing to me that it's five days before Christmas, Mm -hmm. and just completely out of the blue. And your story is just incredible with this. So you were hit by the car and then tell us kind of what happened next, that series of events. Okay. So that's quite um, dear to my heart because that is just when the miracle started. I, like I said, I was on the ground, cold winter and earthly angel. I just call her an angel. Every time I talk about her, she's my dear friend, Terry. She, long story short, she had a chain of events that brought her there to that parking lot. We have no doubt because she really had no reason to be there, but she actually had gotten in her car to leave the accident, but something told her to come back. She came back and stayed with me and really kept me there and kept talking to me, kept me really uh, without exaggeration alive because I was losing so much blood. My heart rate was so low. Um, I felt like I was on the brink. And then other earthly angels that there were tourniquets put on and they were talked through the process by the Murray Fire Department. And it, it just was really quite miraculous. And then my husband, who was just across the street at IMC um, working, the manager at Costco found my phone and was able to talk to him. And he ran across the street and met the ambulance right where I was. And that was also just such a blessing. It's amazing. I think part of what I love about your story is you see, you see the miracles in this, what people would have said is this just total dark and tragic moment is what you see is this woman who is truly guided to to keep you alive like during this this time that you were on the ground waiting for the ambulance and then the fact that your husband was so nearby that it happened in that parking lot right there yes that he could jump in with you is incredible so they rushed you to the hospital which was right next door probably another miracle yeah. so <laughs> you could start getting blood in you you know yes yes i i truly well my husband truly believes he's a trauma surgeon and he does not believe i would have made it had we not been so close that's incredible like so, yeah 
another miracle, miracle after miracle. Yes. Amazing. So you're there and now how did it feel, especially for you and your husband, you're now in the hospital that he's normally operating on other people and suddenly it's you. Yeah. I mean that, of course, for me, it was such a comfort. I had a very spiritual experience going into his ER that Heavenly Father had prepared me for. So when we got to the ER together, I was I had a peace um, come over me that it was very recognizable. But for my husband, I think, you know, and I hate to speak for him, but I've, I've heard his side so many times, bringing me in and trying to decide, you know, being the doctor, the husband, the father who has to call his kids and tell them, the pressure on him was just immense. But he early on with one of his partners was able to give me a blessing in the midst of chaos. He just describes it, that there were so many surgeons and so many nurses and everybody was about and working about. And he and his partner came in and gave me a blessing and he knew it was going to be okay. I just love that. I, in this moment, I feel like, well, most of your story is like miracles and moments of chaos. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's just like this, this crazy moment. And the the thing is with your story is now it's that moment of chaos lasted quite a few days of surgeries. And so you're in the ER and now they've gotten you to a stable point. So what kind of happens at that point? So once they got me to a stable point, um, everything was cleaned as much as they could. And they took me up to my room and, you know, now we're, we're two days before Christmas and, um, they, we had to start making some decisions and what actually happened in the accident was my right leg was immediately amputated. And that was actually a good thing because in the sense that, it was a clean cut uh, to right. say, I have to say also, I did see the car coming and this is another blessing is I jumped. And so my, but my legs were damaged below the knee, which was very vital to my recovery. And so anyway, so the one right leg was immediately amputated, but the left leg was severely damaged and it was, basically hanging or I won't use that word. I basically put together by screws and a contraption and it was just on. And they came to me and said, we have to decide whether to amputate this leg and we have to decide today really. And, you know, then we went through another process of, oh my goodness, how do we decide whether to amputate another leg? You know, you've just lost your one leg, another leg, and it's right before Christmas. And, and so all my family was there and doctors, and we are trying to make this decision. And in the midst of chaos, miracles happened. Hmm. See, that's just so beautiful about your story is you've, you focused on these miracles happening. Hmm. So the decision is you decided to amputate the leg. Yes, we did. And was that a moment when you came to that conclusion? Did you feel peaceful? Was it still nerve wracking? No. I, well, so what actually happened, and I, I, it, these are long stories, but I'll just simplify them, is the doctors talked to me and then my family came together and, you know, 
had people on both sides and it really ultimately came down to my decision. My husband was not pushing me one way or the other, but then a nurse who was a dear, became a dear friend of mine in that very short time, um, said that she had a friend just a couple of floors up that was a nurse and was an amputee. And she asked if she would, if I would like to talk to her. And, you know, I, at first I was like, yeah, I'll talk to her. But I've talked to a lot of people, but then she came down and told me her story and it wasn't similar to mine, but it was such that I knew it was the answer to my prayers. And I knew that we needed to amputate the leg. I knew that, I mean, basically if I kept the leg, I would have it, but I wouldn't be able to walk distances or do any much activity. It would basically be like I'd be dragging it. And I knew by amputating that leg, I'd be able to be very active and do the things that I wanted to do. I was very active before the accident. And so I knew that it was going to provide me the life I wanted going forward. It's incredible how the miracles often have come in the form of people in your story, that it's all these people and earthly, somewhat normal people who did very unnormal or charitable or things that maybe they just thought was a conversation, but was an answer to a prayer. Um, That's just incredible with everything that happened. I love that you said that because it's one thing I've learned. And And even with you, Kellyanne, it's all about connection. And our I'm just getting these chills up and down my body right now because the connection we make with people is what blesses our lives and opens us up to God's love. And, um, you know, we think by opening ourselves up, we're helping others, but it just helps us. And, Mm. you know, I, I, I will tell you my personality would be like, no, I really don't want to talk to strangers. No, I really don't want to be so vulnerable in those moments, but I, you know, my heart opened and I'm so grateful it did. That is so beautiful. And it kind of pulled you out of your natural, your natural tendencies to talk to these people that ended up bringing on so many miracles through beautiful, vulnerable human connection. Yes. It's incredible to me. I I think what I also love about your story is this next part is when For our podcast listeners, I got to hear Heather in this stunning devotional, and it really stood out for me. So you learned to walk with one leg, and then you were pretty happy, right? Like, you were good. You were walking with the one leg. Yeah. And then they introduced a second leg, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that was kind of talk me through because that to me was shocking that that was challenging I did I didn't even think about the and there's a ton of recovery and whatnot but I I didn't even think about that as being a struggle like you get the strength with one leg and you're like I'm good like we're mobile we're fine right right well it was interesting because my family of course once you go home you're prepared and your house is prepared and you go home and you you make life work and you're going along and everything's working well. And I had the one leg and I felt some stability and my, you know, able to move more and pretty comfortable in the wheelchair, I have to say. And they gave me that second leg. And I, I, the first time I walked on it, you'll see the smile on my face, but my mind was thinking, no, 
Mm-mm, no, this is not for me. Thank you. I oh, I just couldn't imagine I was going to be able to do it. And it's funny because I was listening to somebody else talk about it the other day in a, in an all in podcast, and they said the same thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh! So it wasn't just me. I really thought, No, I I'm good. But something, you know, then you're like, Okay, well, I'll keep trying, but I'm sure it's not going to work. But yeah, so it, it's interesting that that was such a challenge. So interesting. How did you get through that? How did you just not give up? Because I, I'm thinking of me in that situation. I might have been like, you know what? Like I just lost most of my legs. I figured out how to do this with one leg in a wheelchair. Like I'm good. We're, this is fine. We're done. Yeah, that's that's funny. I thought about that. I think I didn't give up because of the things I wanted to do. So I wanted I had a brand new grandbaby that was born while I was in the ICU and I wanted to be a grandma and I wanted to do more. I wanted to be able to hold her and go get a bottle for her. And, and I wanted to, my friends were coming over and seeing me, but I wanted to go drop dinner off to people. And I wanted to, and you know, there were these things that I had done before that I wasn't doing that were missing in my life. And once I got going on my second leg, it was like, here we go. I could start doing the things that I love to do. And at that, and I went all in, I went quick. Like I was like, okay, let's go family. We're doing activities, serving. We're with friends. I'm doing physical activities that I didn't see coming. And so really it was just this, okay, I'm happy. I'm content, but I want more. (laughs) That's incredible. I, what was kind of a task that was shocking for you? That was challenging with your new legs. I mostly just standing. And that was tricky because I could go and I could walk somewhere. I could get groceries and you know, it would hurt and I'd be okay. But my problem was um, standing. So if I went to an event and I had to stand and talk to someone, oh my goodness, it was just so painful. But yet I wouldn't want to stop talking to someone. And so that was a little challenging. And my my husband, we called him the gatekeeper because he, he would find me wherever we were and bring a chair over or make me sit down. And, but that was, so I, I'm sure people didn't understand. It would seem like, oh, walking and, or carrying things. You know, I could go work and at the food bank or do whatever I needed to do. But once I had to stop and talk to someone for like more than 15 minutes, I, my legs were spent for hours. And so that's, yeah, they, you'll, they find, uh, because balance is so hard with the amputees. And so just standing there is like so tricky. Oh, see, it's something I would have never, I would have thought that walking probably was more difficult. Um, but your center of balance is totally different. Mm -hmm. You're just like totally, totally different. So that's, that's something I wouldn't have even thought about. And now whenever I'm with you in the same room, I'll come bring you a chair. (laughs) That's great. That's so cute. People do. And my close friends, they always hold me. And I'm, my friend said yesterday, we were walking to a baseball game together at my son's baseball game. And I was holding her hand and she said, I'm so glad you'll ask. And I said, I, oh yeah, I'm not, I will hold anyone's hand. I'll lean on anyone. And I'm just not shy because I want connection. You know, it was that making myself vulnerable so that I could have those moments that I wanted with people. 
Oh, that is so cool. How did you embrace? Because I I feel like you're one of the most incredible people who have embraced this new life. I I think I would have been easily looking back every day and saying like, oh, but I did. But now I, you know, but you have had this beautiful embrace. And how did you do that? Well, I think two, two things. And then a final thing. But first of all, I was prepared, really was prepared. And I, I have to make that clear as Heavenly Father prepared me for this in so many ways. And then second, I think I know the plan and I know what's to come. And that brings me hope and faith and joy and everything's okay. Um, but overall, when I look at it, I think it's just what it is. And and so I can do this. You know, I can keep going and be, I, I'm so blessed in so many ways. Everybody has something. Mine's just very visible. And so I, you know, I'll, take this. I always, I'll take my problems over someone else's because I know I can handle this. That is so, I I just want to have your attitude every day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. And I want to just focus for a second. um, Your attitudes towards the man who, who did this to you is so impressive to me. Walk me through a little bit of your thoughts of kind of what happened with that. Okay, that I have to give credit to my son. He very early on, well, it was just before we amputated the second leg. So really about a day before Christmas came to me and asked me if he could write, if I had actually, he first started with the question, have you thought about the man who hit you, mom? And I hadn't, I hadn't even thought, is he okay? And I said, I haven't, Jacob, is he okay? And he says, yes, I think he's okay, mom. And he said, mom, I'd like to write him a letter. Would you mind? And so my my son went home that night and he wrote him a letter. And he actually went and bought him Christmas gift. He bought him a statue of Christ, the Christus. And he brought the letter back to me the next day. And it was just the most beautiful letter of forgiveness and that he wanted this man to oh that and he really it was from the whole family because he had talked to the siblings he had talked to my husband and it was from all of them saying we're gonna be okay we want you to be okay to move on and from that moment I mean it was kind of like how could I I was just so touched and it it really wasn't even a thought it was like okay I yes we want the best for him and I said to I've said many times but I said to my son, it was such a gift from him and the rest of the kids and my husband to give me because I was able to just let it all go physically, mentally, and spiritually, which those were the three areas that I worked on the most, or actually not the most, but those were three areas that I realized early on, if I wasn't okay in one of those areas, I was going to suffer in every area. And so I would check in with myself in all three areas constantly. And it released me in all three of those areas to just move on and be happy. That is the most incredible Christmas gift I think anyone has ever given. And really a a beautiful letter, but 
what it actually was is this stunning forgiveness and yeah. this this love and this human connection and it makes me want to alter how I give gifts and what I what gifts I'm giving because I think when moments like this happen you realize that there is there's a difference between some beautiful expensive xyz and then some real life-changing forgiveness that allows people to grow and move on and accept and and I love that your family was involved with it that it was your son who was the catalyst of this that helped you it's just the layers of people and connection in your story that brought the miracle of you moving forward and embracing this beautiful new life and hope and we are just so grateful that you have been vulnerable with us and shared your story and we want to ask you as we're wrapping up is what is one piece of advice you'd give your younger self to boost your confidence I thought about this and it's so easy for me I wish I could go back and tell my younger self focus on the things that matter because life is short and people say that to you and when you're young mom it feels like days are so long or but and I was thinking about this yesterday and then my daughter sent me a video of her teaching her one and a half year old to make cookies and the joy and the simple slowing down and connecting in that moment um so I think you know, so many times in my life, I filled my time with things that maybe weren't as purposeful. And, and that's where I have found joy is now I fill my time, everything matters, everything, every person I talk to matters, every study I do matters, it's got to, it's not just reading the scriptures, it's going deep into them and knowing them and knowing the stories and So I would just tell my younger self, don't worry about the things that are not everlasting. Worry about the things that are, and then you will be truly happy. That is so beautiful of of finding those things that matter most because you were literally at this instant that it was that or nothing like that. Oh, I just think that you're one of the most beautiful people I have ever met. It's so true, both with physical appearances and your heart is just stunning. The amount of grace that you ooze. And I'm just grateful that you're here in my state, that you're part of my community, that you make our, our place, that we have people like you out there to give us hope, to teach us, to, to bring, to bring connection into our lives. So We are just graced by your presence. Thank you so much, Heather, for being with us today. Oh, thank you, Kellyanne. I feel exactly the same way about you. I was so touched by your spirit and you have really, really made a difference in my life. So thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. You've made a difference in many lives who are listening. So thank you. Truly, thank you. After every episode, I'm amazed at what each of our guests have accomplished in their lives. They inspire me to go for my dreams and seize opportunities. The reality of life is that every opportunity and dream has a financial implication, and knowing how to manage and grow your money will not only help you achieve your goals, but also get to them faster. Utah Money Moms has been a resource for me to learn how to better manage my money and turn my dreams into reality. 
Their website is full of interactive material to engage all learning styles. My favorite resource is their free monthly webinars where I can listen and have my questions answered by financial counselors and educators. Head on over to utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram to access free empowering material. Again, that is utahmoneymoms.com or utahmoneymoms on Instagram. Thanks for listening in on the Full Confidence Ahead podcast. Weekly on Tuesdays, we'll continue our journey of confidence together through new interviews and insights. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on the latest conversations and confidence boosts. And by the way, you got this because you deserve to live life full confidence ahead. See you next week.